I'm Sal. I'm Ben. I'm Tiffany. Today, I thought we'd do Daredevil and Batman. An eye for an eye. Wait, what? Yeah. Hey, that makes sense. You know, bats are blind. And so is Daredevil. Daredevil. After DC versus Marvel, or during that whole mess, Marvel and DC were getting on with each other. Like, they were doing okay. And, well, because the industry was all in the toilet. And they were like, we either were in this together or we're all going to sink. So they're they're each other's life vests. Yes. And so they started making these crossovers. And it's interesting because I love comic book crossovers. And I've read many of them. And I really can't understand for the life of me why I like them so much. Because so much of them are so terrible. Right. And it's interesting. I was just reading an article that interviewed... Tom Brevoort of Marvel, and they were like, any odds of you guys ever doing a crossover DC again? He's like, no. Because that betrays a level of uh, desperation that we are definitely not in. Uh, but you are desperate. No, we're not. DC is in the same boat. Because they interviewed Didio around the same time. They're like, crossovers of Marvel? And they're like, no, I don't see that happen anytime soon. And he also cited that it was kind of a creatively bankrupt concept. TC, you crossed over with Power Rangers this year. Yes. You crossed over with Ninja Turtles, well, which no. arguably is awesome, but it's also like, no, you have no problem crossing over. It's just that you won't cross over with the biggest gun next door. Right, well, they're like, no, the Power Rangers cross over with us. <laughs> you also did a Green Lantern Star Trek crossover, Two volumes worth. Well, who doesn't love Star Trek, huh? It's a cultural icon. Yeah. Uh, every, it's science fiction. And wouldn't everyone also like to see maybe like a good Daredevil versus Batman? That sounds like garbage to me. That sounds like we have no good ideas left if you did something like that. We've already done that. Yeah, we're twice. Only, we're only looking for new things. And by the way, like this was the first one. And it was interesting because during the time when Marvel and DC were creatively bankrupt and also financially bankrupt as well right. and desperately needed help they were working on those crossovers and in fact uh we've done several of them during that period we did spider-man batman yep and batman spider-man and uh you know, there's a couple of those that are fun and it's, i think it's because they gave it to like really creative people okay so i guess marvel and dc were like you do one and we do one so with spider-man and batman marvel did one and dc did one marvel's was better in the Spider-Man Batman one. This was the first one they did. Uh, Marvel got to publish the Daredevil Batman one. But three years later, they got together and did another one, Batman and Daredevil, where DC did one. It's weird that it took them three years to get there, because at that point, things were already completely changing. Okay. DC's like, we have to top Marvel! <laughs> yeah. We gotta come up with an idea, guys. And, and we're not leaving this boardroom until we do. Yeah, and they kind of do. It, the, the cover's better. But this is their first attempt, and it was like, okay, well, uh, we don't know what we're doing at Marvel, and we especially don't know what we're doing with Daredevil, so I guess we'll just get the guys who are doing Daredevil right now. Which unfortunately means that it was D.G. Chichester and Scott McDaniel. We know D.G. Chichester because he wrote Daredevil Fall from Grace, which we did on back issues, and it's garbage. Yeah. So let's get that team together and do this... This disposable crossover of Batman meeting Daredevil. This should be awesome. And the reason why I'm really harsh on this book is because 
I've been wanting to read this since 1997 and I never got around to it. And then Marvel and DC were like, fuck you, and just didn't get along again. And so this fell completely out of print and it was only available in either the awful Crossover Classics Volume 3 or here. This was in a comic book store's recent acquisitions bin literally two days ago. <laughs> and I saw it and was like, yes! And then I read it. D.G. Chichester sounds like either an imaginary friend or he should have a children's show on PBS. Yes, like he like he is the steward of a magical realm right. where things are made from candy. Yeah, exactly. Or the mascot of a very cheesy brand of snack. Yeah. Yeah, like he's some sort of bear <laughs> or a lemur. Yeah, or, or a sandwich cookie man where his head is the sandwich yeah. cookie. Yeah, he's got a top hat. Yes, absolutely. And at least a cane, <laughs> if not a monocle. But, uh, so that's who's writing this, got it. So yeah, D.G. Chichester <laughs> writes this. Scott McDaniel draws it, and he does the best he can. It's Let's do it. I'm excited. The... These are two great characters. They're street-level. <laughs> They're street-level characters. They're... They, they, they are, they are uh, obsessed with justice. Yes. They both are like uh, totemic avatars of their respective obsessions. Right. They're both very protective of their cities. Yes. Those are their cities. Yes, exactly. And they want to care for them. None of those things are relevant or are applicable in this book for some reason. Okay. They both don't have families. Nope. We don't reference that they, either. Oh, okay. No. When you said... These are two street-level characters. I thought you were talking about the writer and the artist. I'm like, yeah, one's a bizarre, like, bear cookie man, and one's a guy. <laughs> who is very confused that he is working with a bizarre bear yes, cookie that's man. that's correct. So, all right, weird things about Daredevil and Batman. One, uh, it's an Elseworlds book. It's a Marvel DC co-production, but obviously produced by Marvel. But Marvel chose to make it an Elseworlds book. Yet, yeah. What? Weird. Just how, how, do, how do they do that? I don't know. Do it's they... a weird distinction. I don't know why, because in the Spider-Man-Batman crossover that Marvel published, no Elseworlds reference. But the reason why it's an Elseworlds book is because... Okay, wouldn't it be... Elseworlds are great books, because you're like, oh, it's Batman, but in the Old West. Mm. Or it's Batman, but he's Green Lantern. Or it's Batman, and it's Jack the Ripper era. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Or other characters, but for the most part, it's Batman. Elseworlds, we're going to do something cool. It's Batman and Daredevil, but you're making an Elseworlds book. Okay, so the idea of taking these two iconic characters that really, truly mirror each other in their respective universes is too blasé for you. You want to go someplace weird with it. Fine, you're going to make it Elseworlds. It's like a noir 1920s Daredevil and like Gotham by Gaslight Batman or something. No, no it's just the same shit you normally see. But also, they live in the same universe. Sal, if we don't make this an Elseworlds book, and people think that there's a character called Daredevil who is pretty much a good mirror of Batman, they might start reading Daredevil. Yes. We don't want that. We can't have that. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the concern. I don't know. The only thing that makes it an Elseworlds book is the retconning of one of the characters a little bit. But for the most part, it's literally just like, so Gotham's over there, New York's over there. Okay. We don't bother with the universes, you know, like, oh, a dimensional rift happens, and then Daredevil swings through, and he right. decides to help Batman solve a case right. before he can get back to his original plate of origin. No, it's just, Batman's over there, Daredevil, this is the first time they met, even though they've been around forever. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Fine. It worked in Spider-Man, Batman. I had no qualms about it. Right. I will not bring up that problem here. That being said, story opens, uh, Wayne Tech has been robbed of some cutting edge, you might even say bleeding edge, 
uh, technology. Oh, is it like a new blind person game? No, it's nothing to do with with the blind thing dare, or Daredevil. This sucks so much. It's so disappointing. It's so it's such a calamity. So okay, Wayne Tech got got robbed as it always does. Yeah. And Batman investigates and he and he, and he finds out that like there's. There's some stuff missing from his like very very like cutting edge d- development thing. How what... does he find the time to pay attention to this stuff? Well, he gets briefings from Lucius or Alfred. I'm, I'm assuming. Right, but like he, he's fighting crime like all the time. Yes. Why do you think he's fighting crime all the time? I think he like purposely makes the security around Wayne Tech really lax <laughs> so that he can have people steal his stuff and he goes to find it. Right. Are you saying that Batman's creating his own crime so that he has something to do? No, <gasps> Batman's just. Letting crime exist. Wow. That's like... It's dark. It's almost as bad as committing those crimes, Ben. Almost. (laughs) It's a very fine line. Yeah. And he walks it well. Here's the thing. (laughs) They didn't have to do it. It's like an honor box. Like, you don't have to take every paper. You do because it's only a quarter. But at the same time, I'm the one committing the crime. So I deserve (laughs) to be beaten savagely by Batman. Okay. I'm just going to leave my wallet right here. Your, I hope your no move, one takes it. Your move, crime. Batman's uh, tech development people are inventing, hold for it, a neural net processor. What? A learning computer. But it's not the learning... The, they have the audacity to use the term neural net processor, the thing from Terminator that the, all Terminators have that allows them to take in information and process it and become, like, more human. And you said this came out in the late 90s. 97, yeah. Yeah, that's way after T2. But it uses... It, it does it in a different way. It's just... It's called a neural net because the concept is it's an AI or it's a, it's a, it's a new developing AI that functions like a human brain. Okay. But in order for it to grow and develop, it needs to start within an actual human being's head. So you take these pills that like are that that germinate the neural net in the person's head and then it like grows. Like it basically creates like a neural net over their brain and like kind of learns and grows and the more that a person thinks and works and operates and the more like firepower their brain operates, the yeah. hotter it becomes and the more like active and quickly expanding the neural net becomes. So when you put it in Batman's head, it, like, grows exponentially. Well, it would, but the problem is the neural net is inherently flawed because it kills the host. Uh, what? Because you're growing something in someone's skull. And, and I'm sorry, and Wayne Tech is doing this? Well, they were until they found out that it kills the subject. They were, they were operating on monkeys. Oh. And, they, and, and it's funny because you see, like, a couple of, like, like doctors blogs more or less like they're just video reports about them they're like toasting themselves like we've, we've accomplished the neural net haha and then you see like later another video of them being like well we had to shelve it it kills the host and gorilla grod is not the one who's like, like destroying the program no how dare you that would be great if like gorilla grod or brainiac shows up no yeah oh that, no that's that's my shtick yeah Get no out. that's not any good <laughs> so uh that's that's the premise is that like Batman's people invented this technology that you can't use. Um, but the idea would be that like, if it were capable of being used, it would be like a, a self-replicating learning computer that you could have, and like maybe it'll help you commit more crimes. The point is, Two-Face steals it because he's like, ah, oh, I'm going to use this 
and then sell it on the black market because it's 1997 and the black market is dominated by stolen technology. And idiots who are like, oh, that sounds great, a computer that'll go in my brain and kill me. Well, I think, no, the idea is that because, you see, Two-Face has teamed up with another villain, uh, Marvel's Mr. Hyde, who... If you're not familiar with Mr. Hyde, nope. you're not. Uh, it's Calvin Zabo. He's a geneticist or something. He's just an evil character who mirrors the, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde motif. And right. He, mm -hmm. like, experimented on himself because he was fascinated by the concept of, like, human hormones and whatnot. And he made himself into a monster. And then later on, he winds up hooking up with, like, a prostitute. And then he sires uh, Daisy Johnson, a.k.a. Quake. Yep. Yep. And she's a way more interesting character. Which I only know because of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which I know of because of Secret War, which we did on back issues where she was first uh, introduced when uh, the uh, artist used uh, just Angelina Jolie from Hackers as the template for her. Which is why I'm like, that's not Quake. Quake looks like Angelina Jolie from Hackers. <laughs> By the way, that's like my favorite Angelina Jolie. Easily. <laughs> so... I love Hackers. I can't help it. It's crappy, but it's I so love it. so horrible. Like just the, the 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 tech and everything, it's just. But ha it's it's a lot like this in that they like they steal technology that they're gonna like sell on the black market. The okay, so Mister Hyde, this hulking, super strong, uh, bad guy, and he's right. not too bright. Two Face teams up with him. He convinces Zabo, who is not. Uh, it's like all there. Well, he's not all there, and he's also not against like taking drugs and like using pills to augment his uh, his self. Right. So two is like here, take these. They're they're even better, and they're of course the catalyst for the neural net that is now right. growing in Mister Hyde's brain. Right, but if he's like, oh, he's gonna kill him. Yeah, but if and then he... cut him open and take the neural net out right, and sell it in the like, black it's not market. Grow very fast if he's not. No, it is because uh, Two Face and Mister Hyde basically go on like a crime spree. Like attacking different tech companies, and or or actually, they actually they wind up attacking a, uh, an arcade, and like breaking down the, like the machines and stealing like parts and like motherboards. But the from, point is from arcades. Yes, and uh, Chichester makes a point of saying that like the processors and like motherboards within arcades are like actually way more powerful <laughs> than you expect. Fucking wrong. Okay. No, they're not. A wrong, but uh, B. Mr. Free or sorry, Two Face also has to take out uh, chips from games that have two main characters. Yeah, that you play at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's his thing. He's oh, like, he, no, we can't take that he one. He does. That's oh, Galaga. Th yeah, that has Fuck one. That. That's one player. Like, or no, you can't play the, the X Men one because that's that's a poor. Player. I assume that he was like, wait, hang on, you can't just go in there, flip. Okay. Oh no, there's a whole thing about like coins and quarters and how like they're used to escape into a realm where you're powerful you know like it prints quarters into it it sucks it's it's awful it's just How like is that? that's not that's so hand fifty. that's not anything for two-face two-face just has it because it's no but he's like because he kills the guy who runs the arcade and he's like talking about quarters and coins and how the he's like you you're you use these coins to escape into another place to where you're powerful and stuff and like i use them to make judgment on you and you're like shut the fuck up that's like someone being like ah you wear that hat because you like the way it looks and i use it as a crapper <laughs> Yeah, like, those are two entirely different things. Yeah. Ah, but they're both hats. Yes, but only one is used for the function that I'm using it for. 
So <laughs> you're not supposed to crap in your hat. So if Hyde's got this thing in his head, right? But he, he, which he does not aware of. Right, and but and, like, but the harder he thinks, and the more that he works, the harder he works, and the more like. So it has effort... nothing to do with the quality of the thought. Oh no, it's just the more the brain is used. Just yes, just, the ho- the, the hotter your head runs, and the and the faster the neural net grows. So the dumber you are, the faster it grows. I guess because it takes a lot. It takes a lot of neural power to like Figure operate out your what's legs going arms. on. Mr. Hyde is growing this thing that is eventually going to kill him. And they're also killing people in their sprees. And that caught the attention of Batman and Daredevil. Cool. And so uh, Batman is investigating the assassination of like this guy who was working in the sewers. Because when Two-Face was operating uh, in the beginning of his spree. He couldn't just walk around in, in broad daylight because he's freaking Two-Face. So he he travels via sewer. And so he's down there and he comes across this dude and he kills him. And so Batman finds the dead guy. And in fact, uh, Batman gets there last. Daredevil finds the guy first. Mm. And Batman is tracking like heat signatures from human bodies. And so he finds the heat signature of Daredevil who is on this dead body. Who is the most recent one there. Yes. So. Batman is basically tracking the wrong guy. Like, he thinks he's tracking the guy who killed this guy, and so he engages Daredevil. And, uh, and what... he's drawn, like, I've never seen. I mean, I've seen that before. Yeah, it's Scott McDaniel's like version. Like this? Yeah, with the, with the, with the crooks. The ho- like, the hook I've seen shoulders. it before. It's always weird. Batman sneaks up on Daredevil, and you're like, oh, Batman snuck up on Daredevil. That's awesome, because he's just that good. But then Batman, like, jumps at Daredevil, and that's what triggers Daredevil's radar sense. And so Batman and Daredevil trade blows, and it's easily the only cool moment in this entire book. Batman engages Daredevil. Daredevil, like, throws a big piece of machinery in the way, and Batman, like, just tears through it the two of them fight batman throws two batarangs so daredevil catches both of them in midair and then holds them up to his head like their horns because he's the devil because he's daredevil or he's also making fun of batman's horns yeah if he can see them and then they fight and then basically batman puts daredevil into a headlock and then daredevil's like obviously I'm not the bad guy and we're both here. We're both superheroes in tights in the sewer investigating a dead body. We're obviously investigating the same problem. And Batman's like, that's right. Who the hell said you were a hero though? Yeah, Batman doesn't care about that, but he does say, Daredevil is weird and he's really like oddly written in this story where he's like, so we could either go and solve this problem or we could just stay here and kill each other. Try to guess which one that I'm hoping you're going to do. And you're like, What? Why are you so antagonistic? Is They're it... both so antagonistic. To the point where it gets really stupid. Is it Catch the Killer? No! Oh. That's dumb. That's weird. Yeah. So, then we get a weird piece of retconning, and that's why we have the Elseworlds, where we find out that... At, at Matt Murdock's university, they had, like, a visiting uh, student from Gotham University... And the idea was that Matt Murdock and Harvey Dent were both law students around the same time. Ah. And so uh, Matt and uh, Murdock and Dent debate each other about uh, justice. Okay. And that's neat. That's Fine. all. Sure. Hmm. So then you have this cool image of Batman and Daredevil swinging across the city. These are the images that I've seen of the crossover. I'm like, yes, right. I'm in. Daredevil and Batman. Here we go. Batman's like... You're blind, right? Because you rely on all your senses. And Daredevil's like, what? How can you know that? And then uh, Batman just ditches Daredevil. What? He just bails. He just... The two of them are arguing about, like, who's a bigger dickhead. And then Batman just jumps into the Batmobile and drives away. It's like, I'm going to win this argument. 
Yeah. Bye. And so Batman leaves, and then Daredevil jumps on the Batmobile, and then Batman tries to shake Daredevil off the Batmobile. Then he does, and then Daredevil jumps in front of the Batmobile. And then Batman's like, let's see if this guy truly is the man without fear, and then drives at breakneck speed at, da- at Daredevil and plays chicken with him. You know, like Batman would never do. And then he pulls out a big gun and shoots him. <laughs> because that's exactly uh, how out of character Batman is written. That sounds like the Batman I know. And then Daredevil starts like using his radar sense to try and like trigger his heartbeat. And he can glean that the man is not a murderer. But he has had the same steady heartbeat since they met in the sewers. And so there's no way to tell what Batman's going to do next. He can't tell if Batman is going to kill him because he doesn't know the heart rate of, like, Batman's... When, when Batman's agitated. That's terrible. I, I, I agree with the idea that Batman can steady his heartbeat such that Daredevil can't tell what Batman's thinking. If he's trying to, sure. But this yeah. is out of the blue. Right, it's really random that Batman would choose to drive the Batmobile at someone, let alone, like, another superhero. But no, but this entire time he's like, no, he's kept his heartbeat the exact same. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, since you were tracking me... You kept your heartbeat the entire, like, the exact same? Yeah. Like, you knew I could sense it? Right. Or, no. or no, it's, ba- it's more like Batman is just always in one mode, you know? He's like... Or Batman just assumes everyone can sense his heartbeat. Yeah. Or Batman has a pacemaker. <laughs> He's like, you never know. So... He I- disguises his heartbeat as a pacemaker to trick Clark. <laughs> right? I'm sorry. At what point will they actually be solving any crime? Uh, shortly after this. Oh, okay. So then, uh, Daredevil's like, oh my god, like, I don't think this dude's gonna swerve. And then Batman swerves out of the way. In the tiniest Batmobile I've ever seen. It's the worst. It's like the Batcoop. Yeah, it sucks. I hate this Batmobile. Thankfully, you'll never see it again. Because Scott <laughs> McDaniel's drawing it and he doesn't normally draw this book. And then Daredevil says, I guess to himself or to the audience, Blink! Like, her. He blinked first, even though I was shitting my pants earlier. So... <laughs> We have the subplot where, like, what, are, what is what are Two Face and Mister Hyde up to? So uh, Two Face, you know, crime, yeah, they're the working crime. well together. They are like, like they they wind up uh, Two Face, Mister Hyde are trying to fence some technology to like a like a jeweler who's moonlighting as a as like a, a fence villain fence, yeah. All right, and then Mister Hyde just murders her and hangs her from the ceiling of like this church that they're hiding out in. And then Two Face is like, cool, yeah, all right. Well, now that I know that like you are freaking out, you are ready to like start like cooking my my uh, my neural net. He's thinking this obviously, but like so then they go off and they start more crime sprees. This Batman and uh, Daredevil both wind up at the same crime scene at the same exact time. So Batman and Daredevil find the dead body of this lady. They cut her down. They feel kind of bad about her. Uh, They're like, man, if we could just not. Thought. Yeah, we, she would definitely not be dead. Uh, so then Batman reveals the Wayne Tech neural net thing and that Two-Face stole it. And um, He knows this already? Yeah. Well, Batman knows that, because in the beginning of the story, Batman was investigating the theft of the neural net. Yeah, but so he like, knows it was Two-Face? Yeah, he knows it was Two-Face. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was tracking Two-Face the entire time. Um, and Daredevil is tracking Mr. Hyde, and so they're, cross, they're past crossed. And so uh, then Batman and... Daredevil surmise that the neural net must be cooking in Mr. Hyde, and so they're like, "Oh man, we've got to go. We got to go save Mr. Hyde, basically." And so uh, the last crime that Mr. Hyde and Two Face perpetrate is they go to a coffee bar and internet cafe, 
and just like start kicking over desks and like threatening to kill people. That's my kind of crime. It's like the worst thing ever, <laughs> but it's just it's just a excuse. Like they did, it would have been then. It's just that we're doing a theme of technology, but like if it was just the nearest thing they could rob and cause the most mayhem, because there's a lot of like innocent people in there, and which are, which they're threatening and everything. So does Two Face walk by every building and just keep flipping his coin, and be like, should I knock this over? No. Should I knock this over? No. I mean, not. oh hey, this place. The the randomness by which they do their crimes suggests that that is exactly his mo. Mr. Hyde is like increasingly freaking out and like losing his shit. Uh, which indicates to Two-Face that he's almost ready to pop. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, cool, you're almost ready to die. And then, literally, like, his plan is, Mr. Hyde will die, I'll rip the neural net out of your brain. How? Cl- oh, I'll cut your head open, and then I'll clean it off and then sell it on the black market as a fully functioning AI that people can use. Isn't this, like, a delicate piece of technology eh. that will require, like, a skilled surgeon to remove? Eh. Flip. No! <laughs> so, this, this <laughs> so, Batman arrives there first... Uh, because he took a car, and then he engages Mr. Hyde and Two-Face, uh, and then Daredevil shows up late, and then uh, Batman and Two-Face basically... <laughs> he had to go to confession. Yeah. So Batman and Two-Face basically like trade trade villains, so yeah. Batman's taken on Mr. Hyde, and sure. uh, Two-Face has a hostage, of course, because he's like a dude with facial scarring, so he's obviously not going to like get one up on Daredevil. Um Batman is going to get killed by Mr. Hyde because Mr. Hyde is basically like a Hulk and he's like crushing him. And then Daredevil like Daredevil swoops in and saves Batman from Mr. Hyde. So Batman is taking on Mr. Hyde and like trying to like subdue him or keep him from like causing more of a rampage and killing people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Two-Face... And failing? Yeah. And Two-Face has a hostage and he's squaring off against Daredevil and Daredevil's like, Harvey, please, like you have to stop. Oh God, I forgot about this flashback. In the flashback where matt and harvey meet for the first time okay like they debate each other uh and then uh harvey makes a point about like justice and how like the scales are tipped and there's a big statue of justice with a big scale and so harvey like climbs on it and he's like you better tip the scales or you know or even out the scales with me or i'm gonna break the statue and then i'm gonna have to get kicked out and since you think i'm such a great law student like i would ruin my career you're like what the fuck so then, like, at the last second, Murdoch, like, jumps onto the scale and keeps it from, keeps the statue from falling over, so it keeps Harvey Dent's career alive. You're like, what the fuck is happening? And the reason why I bring it up and why I forgot it is because, A, it sucks and it's forgettable, <laughs> and B, because Murdoch slash Daredevil brings it up to Two-Face to get him to snap out of it for a few seconds, and then ultimately give up the antidote, or, like, this, this syringe that will basically kill the neural net... I'm sorry, there was a syringe this whole time? Oh, yeah. The and ba- Batman didn't have it? No, Daredevil, or uh, Two-Face took it. Yeah, Two-Face took it when he took, when he stole the whole thing. Two-Face stole all of the accoutrement that came with the neural net. Accoutrement? What was it, like, It was a, a small of, suitcase? Yeah, it was a small thing. It's a bunch of pills and this little syringe thing with a color-coded uh, locking mechanism. So, when uh, he gives it up, he <laughs> has to also tell them, like, what the color code is. Really? Really, guys? My one weakness! <laughs> Colors! Yeah. So, they even smell the same. Jesus. Yeah. And that's the big tension of the scene, because Daredevil gets the syringe, he stabs it into him, and then he says, like, the, the color code is blue, red, green, and Daredevil says, oh. And then Batman says, let me help, and then he does it. And then it it kills the neural net, and it saves Mr. Hyde. They rescue the, uh, the young film student that... 
the Two Face had under uh, like shotgun threat, and then uh, what's it called? And then Daredevil taunts Two Face and says, "I thought you were an actual risk taker." And then Two Face says, "You know that was the last act of Harvey Dent, and now there is only Two Face." And then Batman and Daredevil go, "Then rest in peace." And then the story ends with Matt Murdock and Foggy Nelson at a gala function thrown by Bruce Wayne. And they're there trying to, like, score new clients when Matt Murdock hears a familiar heartbeat. And he walks up to Bruce Wayne. And the two of them whip out their dicks and measure them again. Because basically Bruce Wayne says... Yeah. Because Bruce Wayne says, uh, you know... Ah, yes, Mr. Murdoch, I know you by reputation, although I must say, as for a blind man, you you seem to get around rather easily. And then, you know, they just go back and forth. Yeah, well, you're Batman! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then, uh, literally, Bruce Wayne says... Uh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's such a... It's, it's a horrible-looking last image, but it's also the worst way to, to end the story. Uh, Bruce Wayne says... If you're looking for go- for clients in Gotham, it can be a rather dangerous place. And Daredevil says, I'm afraid you're a little too subtle for me, Mr. Wayne. And then Bruce says, Don't come to Gotham, Murdoch. And then Murdoch smiles like a lunatic and says, Why, Mr. Wayne, are you daring me? And then everyone in the surrounding area goes, Is that Batman and Daredevil? What the hell's happening? <laughs> and then no one enjoyed the issue or bought it. So, so the only thing that Batman and Daredevil did together was work a syringe to get a color combination. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they sure did. They saved Mr. Hyde. That's it. Yeah. And that person. And they let a few people die. Oh, along the way. That happens. Yeah, big time. You know, sometimes you have to... You You're going to lose a few. You got to turn a blind eye. Oh! <laughs> Daredevil and Batman Eye for an Eye is probably the worst crossover I've ever read and... I did Spider-Man Gen 13 not too long ago and said that that was the worst crossover ever done. This is not good. This this is like... It's so thoroughly disappointing. And then you read Batman and Daredevil, which is three years later, and it's a sequel, and it's in the continuity of that story. They literally reference the stupid chicken scene. No! Yes! And yet... Still better. It was so I bad. How this doesn't open with Matt Murdock defending someone who got injured by some Wayne Tech thing, or by like, Batman. Oh, okay, yeah. And he's like, "Hey," and then he encounters Batman. He's like, "You're a lunatic who beats other people." Like, but screw then like, you. Comes isn't to that understand. hypocritical? Shut up. I'm a lawyer. That's what I am. That's no, all no, I was gonna say, He thinks he's a lunatic, and then he meets him, and he's like, he understands his love for a city, and he sees something of himself in Batman. That would be great, in a sense. And yeah, like... and if it wasn't written by D.G. Chichester, it'd probably be done like that. <laughs> and then they make out. Yes, just a little bit. The problem like is a little tongue. <laughs> the problem is Brevort and Didio are not wrong in that most crawl because he says like one of them says at one point in the interview that I read. Uh, we, you've seen the crossovers and they're all ultimately disappointing because there's nothing you can do with them. They can't go anywhere. They can't break new ground. You can't create characters because then who owns them? It's a big mess. So ultimately they have to be like disposable. And it's like, uh, bitch, you make monthly comics. So many of them are disposable. And yet they're also great single issues that you release. Yeah. So like, how about you just put good talent on them? It's why some crossovers are awesome and some crossovers are garbage. Like, clearly, this was just... We're, we're doing these crossovers. 
we might as well just put this out. Give it to the guys who are doing Daredevil right now. We're, they're the guys who are doing Daredevil right now. We can't also say, like, we can't give it to the guys who are doing Daredevil right now. They suck. <laughs> like, of course they can't handle a Batman-Daredevil crossover. They can't even handle Daredevil. Obviously, hindsight being 2020, we knew that that was a horrible team to give it to. But, but like, who else? If they could have just been like, well, we'll give it to whoever. Like, hey, I've got a great person to do a Daredevil Batman crossover in 1997. Oh, no, His you name can't. is Frank Miller. No, he's written both characters competently. Uh, yeah. But then he'd been... clearly have a preference for one, right? No, it would have been amazing. And so I say out there, by the way, I've been pitching a Bendis Batman Daredevil crossover forever. They're pretty good. Because Bendis wrote for both characters and he knows how to do it and it would also be really cool. Uh, you know, Maliv drawing it. Yeah. It would look freaking amazing. That'd be pretty awesome. And it'd be a six-issue series and it would only need... And it, oh, and, and it would have the content of three. Um, but <laughs> you'd have a lot of cool shit happening in them. Yes. Because, like, the problem is because you can't get, like... We haven't seen a Marvel DC crossover since 2000. Yeah. And even then, they were doing the same shit they've been doing since, like, 1970-freaking-five. Or whenever mm-hmm. they did Spider-Man Superman. Right. I have not seen modern sensibilities in a, in a, in a crossover. It's why I like Spider-Man-Batman so much, because, like, it's the closest you'll get. Because yeah. Dimitri is like, I'm writing a comic book. I don't write garbage. And if I do, it's, like, because I got too close to it or something. But, like, he's like, I'm writing a story yeah, yeah. that has, like, thematic elements in it. He, he literally opens that story drawing... Word for word, image for image, parallels between Batman and Spider-Man. Yeah. Batman and Daredevil deserved no less, and they got way less. Yeah, they really did. Like, I don't... Horrible. I've, I've seen people write Batman like that, where he's overly aggressive. Yes. I never can get on board with that. No. Well, that's the Marvel viewpoint. It's like, Batman's a freaking maniac. <laughs> yeah, but like, Daredevil's no different. Like, I, I, I have a hard time seeing Daredevil being well, it that depends. The problem is, Daredevil is so... Uh, versatile, like you, there, there's there's happy go lucky Daredevil, Daredevil. There's wish, there's death wish Daredevil. There's uh, like law oriented Daredevil. Like there's a lot of different versions of Daredevil you could do. Wait, but why would you do this? Oh, I, because I'm DG Chichester and I can't write for shit. That's, I mean, that's it. It's just I write bad Daredevil stories, and for the price of one, I also wrote a bad Batman story to boot. You're welcome. Like that's just it. It's just that they didn't think. Because it was 1997 and both companies were in the crapper. It's a perfect testament to how bad off comics were at that time. They both were like, I don't care. We just need to put it out. We'll, we, we will work together and share the profits off this book. That's how bad we need it. If you write it, they'll buy it. Just Probably. It. Yeah, that's the sad part at that point. Yeah. And indeed they did because like, I can't find that book anywhere. They threw it off across the room, so obviously they everyone probably burned theirs the minute they finished reading them. No! Daredevil and Batman from 1997. <sighs> well, the worst. And, uh, I'll, and you can't I'll, find it. You can't find it. I'll try to find a link for you in the description, but like you can't get it And anywhere. don't try very hard. I mean, if you want to read it, it's like, it's so not worth it. If you're looking to make yourself angry... Do something else that sucks. Because, yeah, like, stub your toe. Or, like, hit your thumb with a hammer. Because, like, even the narration is... Pr- it's it's not even just horribly written, because everyone's out of character, but the narration is also horrible. There's an omniscient narrator, and he's terribly pretentious, and uses words incorrectly. Like, it's... <laughs> it is just a garbage fire. So, 
we'll see if it's the worst crossover ever done on back issues because there's plenty more where that came from. But I want to thank you all for watching. We'll see you guys next week with an all new episode. I'm Sal. <laughs> I'm Ben. And I'm Tiffany. Thanks a lot for watching.